0: The Caribbean is often described as the most tourism dependent region in the world. A titan is described as one that stands out for greatness of achievement, one who is influential in his field. I'm Marlene Stevenson Daly. Welcome to our podcast. We call it Jamaica's Tourism Titans. It's about the movers and shakers of the industry. Men and women who have contributed to its growth and development in Jamaica, the region, and indeed the world. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to another episode of Jamaica's Tourism Titans. Now, my guest has been Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Tourism since January 2006. As Permanent Secretary, she is the Chief Administrator in the Ministry and provides policy advice to the Minister of Tourism and strategic guidance on all matters to the divisions and agencies that fall under the Ministry's purview. Now, today we're going to get to know her a little bit more. So whether you're listening in from Spain, from Austria, from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, if you're listening from the Cayman Islands, wherever you are in the world, if you're here in Jamaica, welcome, welcome, welcome. P.S., as she's affectionately called. Welcome.
1: How are you? I am very fine. It
0: is so good to have you. I have been waiting for this for a little bit, (laughs) I must tell you. And I should tell our listeners that you are looking resplendent this morning in your canary yellow and black and white polka dot. You say it's what, sunshine, summer sunshine? Summer sunshine, yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, PS, take us a little bit back. Where were you born? Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your family.
1: Hmm, All right. I was born in Galena, St. Mary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the seaside. Yes. So, in, you know, in a sort of extended family. My, my parents, my grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins. So, so I, I grew up around a, a lot of family members. Um, my grandmother was a matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And um, you know Jamaican grandmothers, right? Strict yes. and you have to be polite, you have to say good morning to everybody. Yes. You have to say your prayers, you 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 have to study, read your books and so yes. forth. So And
0: read your Bible uh, too. And, and yeah,
1: well, go to Sunday school. Go to Sunday school. Yes. So I grew up in that kind of environment in, in Galena St Mary. From you know my early years. Then my my parents migrated to England. Ah. You, know the, you know the trip yes, to England, yes, right? So yes, my parents yes. migrated. And so my grandmother was my main caregiver. My, myself and my two brothers. I, I fall between two brothers.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So we had wonderful, glorious days, you know, romping in a wide open, you know. Can you swim? Can you swim? Yeah, I can help myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I know a lot um, of people live by the yeah. sea in Jamaica, no. and they can't. Live. I live by the seaside, not by the beach. Okay, that's the difference. Because ah. you know I'm a lot of coralline rocks. Yes, rocky, and I know Galena, and, Mary. and Galena is like that breezy, right? It's lots, nice, yes. of, Exactly. really nice. But it's most of coraline um, rocks that along the along the coast. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, I can help myself. So, how would you describe <laughs> your ten-year-old self? My ten-year-old self? Oh wow. I was a tomboy, With <laughs> I two, I have brothers, two, two yes. brothers, right, <laughs> and lots of cousins and neighbors. And so we used to spend of time out in the, in the, in the, by the seaside, and mm-hmm. uh, we had lots of coconut trees. So we used to play cricket and football and baseball and climb trees and eat sea grapes and yes. eat locusts <laughs> and drink coconut water. <laughs> and I didn't realize then, but now I know that it was absolute bliss. <laughs> Life was wonderful. <laughs> Did
0: you have any idea at that time, as a, as a young girl, of what you wanted to be? Did you have any dreams of becoming, yeah. you know, some people dream of doing all kinds of things?
1: Then I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because I always sort of in charge of my two brothers. Yes. You know, directing them and making sure they do the right thing and so forth. So I, I thought I would have been a teacher. And sort of that's what I, that's what I always had in, my back, in, my, in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. But as I grew up. And so I like going to high school and so on, I love geography. I love earth sciences. And where um, did you go
0: to high school?
1: I went to high school partially at Oberlin High School
0: mm-hmm.
1: in St. Andrew, and then at Immaculate High School. So those are my two high schools. Okay, so you have yeah. two alma maters. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I do.
0: And did high school prepare you for just the perhaps the things that would have happened to you as you progressed in your Career, because at one point you did do some teaching, you did do
1: some yes, lecturing. Yes, I did, I did, I <laughs> did. But you know, whatever you learn in life, you find that they always become useful at some point or the other. Mm-hmm. So knowledge is cumulative. What you learn today you may not use it immediately. Yes. But sometime on in the future, you find that things come back to you. Yes. And you find you have to go back to something you know from a long time ago yes. that you think you have forgotten. So whether I it's experience to the, or the it's knowledge, experience you can or the knowledge, draw. you can always draw on it. And I find that what I am today is a composite of all that I've been mm-hmm. over time.
0: So tell me now, <laughs> after high school, between Oberlin and Immaculate, what was the next step on your academic journey?
1: All right. So I told her I, that I would have done the earth sciences. Um, I, I love geography and geology and so on. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I can go to university and I can with earth sciences, and then I'd be a teacher,
0: ah, okay. I'd imagine,
1: you know? And then, um, but then, this program started at UTEC called uh, Urban Planning, and it was an application of all of the earth sciences, plus economics, yes. sociology, mm-hmm. and, you know, which was a much more rounded field, as it were. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was sponsored by a Dutch government, I recall. And so there was a call for for students to enter the program, and so I was one of the person, the first cohort ah, of a urban pioneer. planning. <laughs> yes, being like being being taught at university. It, then it was cast. Yes, College of Arts, Science, and Technology, and so I was in that group, and uh, I did well. I did well. It was, you know, I guess I found my niche sort of, and I did well. Completed the program, you know, highest honors, you know, left it. And then, um, okay, but I was recruited out of the program to work at, at CAST because there was a, a big project going on where they were doing some physical expansion. So that's when they built a library.
0: Mm-hmm. the library. The
1: Calvin McCain Library? Yes, and um, I think it was the science block. Mm-hmm. So they had those two big projects going on. And so I became one of the project managers for those projects. And I did that for two years, and then so I So would said you say no. that
0: was your first job then?
1: That, that was my first job. Okay. But of course, while, while I was doing planning, um, there was a, there, one, of my, one of my lecturers was an architect, a really sharp fellow. Ben Niels was his name. And Ben started a little firm called um, Alternative Technology. And so he used to build models, you know, buildings and roads and, you know. All right. Develo- <laughs> development projects, we used to build the models. Right, so, so that was my first job. And then of course I went into um, project management at Armcast, at, um, did that for two years, and then I went away to study. So I would have done planning um, architecture and construction. I don't understand the hard side of development.
0: That's quite interesting. And so when <laughs> I have, went to study, have thunk it?
1: <laughs> uh, there you go. So when I, when I, when I um, went to Rutgers, I did urban studies, which was more the softer side of mm-hmm. development. Yes. So I spent more time doing sociology and urban systems, how systems work, right. politics and government and those sort of things, right? And right? being
0: able now to also have that interface with people.
1: Exactly, exactly, yes. exactly. And so um, that for me, that for me was good. So when I finished my first degree, again, I did very well. And um, my professors was saying, well, you know, you can't go back to Jamaica. You need to <laughs> go on and <laughs> do your master's. And so I stayed on for two more years, and I did my master's degree in public administration. In fact, I was doing a double major. I was doing public administration and <laughs> business administration.
0: Okay. Because
1: <laughs> although I was doing all of the public administration type things, you mm-hmm. know, where, you know more about governance and politics and um, finances and, you know, or oh, you make decisions and yes. all of that. But I also was doing real estate investment. And, <laughs> yes. And, in fact, I did my thesis on... Housing financing,
0: ah, yeah.
1: So, so, so by the time I was finished, in fact, I left Rutgers before finishing finishing the 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 public administration program. But we need a semester to finish the the MBA. MBA. But I returned to Jamaica, and I got married, (laughs) you know. And I said, I'm gonna go back and finish. I'm gonna go back and finish, and then I'm gonna go and do my PhD. But then I start having children. Yeah, and the, and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history.
0: But before you move on, though, uh, reminisce a little bit about your time at Rutgers University, where you did both the bachelor's and the master's degree. What kind of space were you operating in at that time? I, I would imagine you were a minority in that in that sort of setting. And how did you? What did you do to come out with such high honors?
1: All right. To, I think God has always been with me. I take it because I was very fortunate in that that I that uh, we have good family friends living in South Orange. South Orange. I went to Newark campus, and we had good family friends in South Orange. It was a nice, nice okay. community. Yes. And so I lived in South Orange. Okay. And um, would travel to Newark to school, and after the first winter, <laughs> you know, we lived on a nice street with long, long. Street with you know tree lined and yes, lovely,
0: <laughs> and so
1: I enjoyed the summer. Then autumn came and all the leaves came, yes, and then, and then we had a big yard, and so we're forever <laughs> sweeping leaves and sweeping leaves, sweeping leaves. And then winter came, mm-hmm. and the lovely long avenue and the nice long driveway weren't <laughs> so lovely anymore because <laughs> snow was everywhere. And then I walked to the bus stop oh and you know, goodness. the cars would pass, and when the cars pass or anything passed, you know, you feel like cold, uh, slicing hit you, you. Yes. slice through your bones. I said, Oh my lord. Okay, now coming from Jamaica, you know, and arriving in America in the summer months, you know, it kind of hit me, right? So yep. I said, Okay, fine. So how do I solve this one? I said, All right, I'm not gonna spend another winter at the bus stop. I must drive. I must have a motor vehicle, and so I, and so that was my objective. And I worked that out, and so I was always good after that. All <laughs> right, no more snowy streets <laughs> and slush, slush, long walks yes, in the slush. And anyway, uh, but it's a it's part sh- of the experience.
0: Whether rain, snow, sleet, or whatever, you have to be there.
1: Exactly. And then I had good friends. There were. There were it was a time when Jamaicans were going up to America to study, so I had friends. I made friends. I, had, you know, made. Jamaican friends, American friends, and um, I I was very comfortable. I had a very nice experience at Rock Girls for the four years. I really can't say I had boy rough time. and life was hard in having money. mm -hmm. No, I don't have any hard luck stories to tell. (laughs) I had a good. I was on scholarship. Yes, had a good scholarship that covered all my expenses. I was living among family friends. Yes, and I had relatives in you know Connecticut and. New York, and so I could go spend weekends and so on. So yes. I had a wonderful time. So, <laughs> so
0: coming so. back to Jamaica now, and you got married, and you started to have children, you didn't make it back to Rutgers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But did you go back to the University of Technology?
1: Yes, yes, because I was on scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I went back, and in fact, I spent seven years there lecturing. So I went back in the in the same, it was physical planning, you call it then, because it was urban and rural planning. Mm-hmm. So I went back into the physical planning um, department, and I lectured, you know, planning, and I did economics and project management. And then when we started the entrepreneurial program, I used to lecture in that program as well with Sandra Glasgow. So yes, I used to say, right. So um, I was there for seven years. So I had my kids while I was there. <laughs> what
0: brought you to tourism?
1: Because you're and one then, of the chief architects, I yeah. must say. <laughs> so then, when you know, after my third child was born, I said, okay, fine all right, do I, want to, do I want to always be teaching or do I want to be doing, you know? Or do I, can I offer my services elsewhere? Mm-hmm. And so because I always thought I was going to work in an international organization, an international development organization, yes. you know? So I started looking around and say, okay, fine. Should I apply to World Bank or IDB or, you know? So that's kind of where my head was at. And then somebody, a friend told me, that there was a planning position in the Ministry of Tourism.
0: Ah, and that was up your street. And I was
1: also thinking that, you know, if I was, I said, okay, but if I were to think about Jamaica and think of a sector to go in, which sector is growing? Where does the future of Jamaica lie for economic development? And I said, tourism is a good sector to join. And so I applied for a job. (laughs) And so I joined Ministry of Tourism as a tourism planner with a big responsibility of, of of, um, coordinating development of the the first comprehensive tourism development plan. It's it's called a Master master Plan plan. for Sustainable Tourism Development. A 10-year planning horizon. And I worked with the secretariat on that plan because they were the consultants and they were the financiers of the project. Mm -hmm. And that really, if you want to learn a sector, you know, do some planning of that sector. You, you are forced to learn everything about tourism. And so um, we, we did that. Uh, it took us a while, because just to get diagnosis right, mm-hmm. because we have to first understand tourism in Jamaica, is history development, because tourism grew quite organically, right? Yes. And so people were in tourism, but didn't, many persons didn't fully appreciate what tourism meant, and um, where it could get us as a country. Yes. And persons didn't see the average Jamaican as a part of the tourism sector. This has an enclave industry. Yes. And so we had to do a lot of teaching.
0: Public education. Public
1: education as it went along. And so as we, as, and so it was, it was really quite exciting. So we went around the country about three times, just discussing tourism and what, it, what it's all about and where we want to take it, what are the potentials. And we did that diagnosis before we actually did the actual master plan.
0: Mm-hmm. That master plan is uh, still with us. Perhaps there is need for some refreshing and uh, looking back at it. But it has served us well, I believe.
1: Yes. And we have done, we have, since then, we have done Vision 2030. The tourism chapter in Vision 2030, we did it.
0: Right. So, so it would have been an update.
1: upgrade yes. on the master plan. And right now, we're doing what we, call, what we call a tourism strategy action plan. We're actually doing that now, mm-hmm. which would be a further... Update of the master plan. So the work planning is not static. So you have to keep on updating reviewing, yes. updating.
0: And, and as we evolve and the technologies that have overtaken us over the last exactly. couple of years.
1: And tourism today is not tourism yesterday. Yes. And then COVID came. Oh. So it's a whole different oh. set sort of demographics, whole different. All oh, right. <laughs> COVID is another Focus match. on tourism. We're going to talk yes. a little bit about <laughs> that when we come back. We're
0: talking with the Permanent Secretary in Jamaica's Ministry of Tourism. And you're listening to Jamaica's Tourism Titans. We'll take a little break. We'll be right back.
1: In tourism, the people are the product, yes, they are one of our industry's most important assets. They help create memorable lifetime experiences. They, through their service, make the difference. We share the stories of their challenges and triumphs, of what makes them tick, of who they really are, just to inspire you to act positively. You too can be an ambassador for tourism and our country and become a Jamaican tourism titan. Start today.
0: TPDCo's Explore Jamaica has insights into licensed tourism entities across Jamaica. Visit the Google or Apple Play Store and download the app today. Welcome back to Jamaica's Tourism Titans. I'm Arlene stevenson daly and today our special guest is... Jennifer Griffith, and she's a Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Tourism. She is a lady who has received national honor for her contribution to the tourism sector. In 2018, she was awarded the Order of Distinction, Commander Class. She continues to give yeoman service to the ministry and all of its agencies. And before we took the break, we were talking about COVID. What, what has been your greatest challenge in Jamaica's Ministry of Tourism thus far? And just share with us how, how you dealt with this.
1: Well, you know, it has to be a COVID pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think that has been the greatest challenge. COVID all pandemic. Of us.
1: Yes, that came upon us, and we didn't know what it was, where it was going, how long it would last, how disruptive it would, it would have been. And um, so, yes, that certainly would have been, a, been my greatest challenge in tourism. But you know what, though? We, had, we have a minister of tourism, Edmund Bartlett, who takes on challenges, who thinks outside of the box. And he was really a champion leader mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the COVID pandemic. And the Ministry of Tourism and all our tourism entities, we have a very good and strong and positive relationship with tourism private sector. Mm-hmm. And so what happened during COVID, what made, what made us get out of it, you know, Mm -hmm. as well as we did. And to become
0: a model for some countries as well. It was a
1: giant effort between government and the private sector in just looking at challenges and just working through them, strategizing day after day, night after night, you know, thinking about the protocols. Our protocols came out early. Our COVID protocols came out early. We spent hours going over it, going over it, working through it, thinking of all elements of tourism. Mm -hmm. Then how do we implement? What's the role of TPDCO? What's the role of JTB? What's the role of TEF? Yes. How do you work in private sector? Try this model, try that model. And so, you know, we worked together very, very well. We had this task force, COVID-19
0: yes. task everybody, force. Everybody including the Ministry and of Health and all had, this. Yeah, we had all our you know? government
1: partners. Yes. And um, between tourism, health, um, everybody, everybody. Security. All of the tourism everybody. partners, the yes. government side of it and the president side of it. We worked together and we came up with all of the strategies that we needed and all the programs and projects and awareness and mm-hmm. you know we just did what we had to do. Yes, we did. The what resilience we had to do. corridor, I think. The resilience corridor the was one. The protocol was bins, a big one. Yes. And the tourism resili- resilience corridor was a diff- was big one. And just TPD going around and doing all that education, all that training, yes. and helping the various tourism private enterprises to become COVID compliant was a major thing. Yes. Was a major thing, but you know. We got through it. We got through it, and we have been doing well since that. And so if you want a challenge, you know, COVID was a challenge. <laughs> yes, it was a challenge.
0: For young people who mm-hmm. aspire to become, let's say, a permanent secretary or, a, a, a you know, an official in the Ministry of Tourism, what are some of the must-have qualities? What must you bring to the table, not just from your skills or academic side, but... You know this, that 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 other side that talks about competences and yeah, what do you know? How, yeah. p- who should you be?
1: You have to be, you have to be comfortable in your own shoes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to know what you're about. You have to be professional. You have to be fair. You have to be just. You have to be able to interact with everybody at whatever level.
0: Yes, you're, you're, so, you're dining with kings and queens today. And, and you're tomorrow on the you're sidewalk on the side eating walk.
1: rose corn with somebody. Yes. Hello? So you must it's all appellatory. So you the have to have a flexibility. Yes. You first can put on jeans and sneakers.
0: And you have or worked put across on ministers. ministers. You right? have worked across yes. different you ministers. You have to be able
1: to get on with people. Yes. But you see, you have to have your own clearly thought out yes. opinions. And, and positions you're able to and give things. advice. Because you have to be able to give advice. Yes. So if you just say yes you're to everything. You're a technocrat. Yes, you can't just say yes to everything. So a minister will have an idea, and maybe a great idea. But it's your job now to sit and think it through. Yes. And said, OK, all right, this is another idea. Can it work? What would you do to make it work? Yes. What are the pros, what are the cons? And so you have to do that analysis. That risk analysis. And you have to do the research. Yes. And if you go back and say, Minister, you know that's a good idea. But how about us approaching this way, yes. or maybe understand? Yes. And if it's a good, I mean, it's a great, I think we can just run with this one. Yes. So you have to <laughs> be able to, You're a you sounding board. With the minister. Yes. yes, you have to be able to be honest. You have yes. to be able to be honest and to say exactly what you feel about the thing and give the advice as, as, as necessary. So, um, so, so that's one thing. Be, 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 be professional enough to say, to give your own advice. Yes. Without being obnoxious. Yes. Without being know it all. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, you, so humility, you have to be, you have to be professional. You have to be humble, you have to be honest. Yes. Right? And you have to take time to do research and analysis before Right.
0: Make sure you are informed. You inform yourself. And and keep yourself informed. Keep
1: abreast of what is happening around you. Yes.
0: A lot of people might look on and say, the permanent secretary, you know, she's a very strict lady and she's a no nonsense lady and so but you're a lady. So the gentleman said, you know, before I was a man of God, I was just a man. <laughs> so what does the PS do for fun? What do you do to let your hair down and just chill? <laughs> what do you like to do?
1: I'm an outdoors person. Ah, okay. Right? I love the great outdoors. So. I could find you hiking? I love, I love to hike. I walk. I do, I do mountain spring when I come on Saturday morning. Yeah. I love to go to the beach. I love to go just walk around the park. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love nature and anything that just makes you one with nature or take ah. a closer to nature.
0: Well, you have to do something for fun yeah. because this yeah. work can become very intense. Yes,
1: it can be. It, it's it can it's be. a hectic it schedule that you keep. It can be, yeah.
0: And sometimes I look around and I'm saying, but I'm sure I saw Pierce over there yesterday and then she's over way over yonder the next day and another day she's somewhere else and then there's another time where you just have to have your nose down yeah. in the office, yeah. making sure.
1: And you have to be able to manage your time, manage your workload, manage your time mm-hmm. and manage the people around you. Yes, yes. And one important thing too is the relationship with your staff. You have to be able to work well with your staff. You have to respect them, respect their opinion, their abilities. Mm-hmm. You have to ensure that they are comfortable coming to you. Yes. Disagreeing with you, if necessary. Yes. All I say, be respectful.
0: Yes. You mentioned the agencies, and I think you, you're you not just responsible for what's happening in the ministry, but all of the agencies that in Jamaica we know refer to as public bodies. Public bodies, yeah. So, And I, you mentioned TPDCO earlier on, mm-hmm. which is responsible for the... Product development, product development and the mm-hmm. other agencies
1: so we have tourism enhancement fund mm-hmm. and of course it, the, the birth of, of the tf is a whole different is a whole other story so what we have because it, you were involved death. you were part of oh, yes. the architect oh, yes. of, of the, t- so. the, the
0: tourism enhancement fund which, oh, yes. was, which was i know there are other per, other countries that have actually come to jamaica to look at what this tourism enhancement fund is all about and we're not going to digress too far but i'd love for you to just share with us what, ex- how was that experience and what exactly was the TEF established for? All right. How does that help us as yes. a nation? The
1: TEF came out of the Tourism Master Plan mm-hmm. for Sustainable Development, right? When we're developing a plan, and being a planner, I would have known about many plans being done over time. Mm-hmm. And one pitfall about this, all of this is that plans are developed uh, time, energy, resources spent, mm-hmm. the plan is finished, nice and pretty, yeah. it sits on a shelf, Nothing and it's never implemented. implemented. No money. And then you hear, there's no money, there's no, res-, you know. And so, early in the in the planning process, we decided that, I remember I had a discussion with the gentleman from the Commonwealth Secretariat. We said, listen, this plan is going to have life, and for it to have life, it must have resources. Yes. And so we said, okay, we're gonna have a sustainable pool of funds, to finance the, the um, recommendations out of the plan. And we spent a lot of time, long story short, we spent a lot of time with different ministers over time mm-hmm. discussing how do we finance this, this master plan. plan. And eventually, it was when we had Aluna Samba, when she was Minister of Tourism, and we said, Minister, we have to fund this plan. We have to find a way to get the money. To, and sh- and she, she brought some of our thinkers mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. And um we thought it through and then we look at, at in fact we had Price we got different models of funding. Um, you know, the tourist card and you know, all different things. And then it came up with the of this of this um of this fee, a tourism fee. So we called all kinds of names at first. <laughs> and then we said no, but you have to be careful if you call it Oh, I to not careful what they call it yes. or you might find it goes in that because tourism so it's a multi-dimensional if you go environmental heritage or whatever it is yes. you may find that you know there's a different kind of call on the funds so we decided eventually to call it tourism enhancement fund and then it was how to collect it and how to make it sustainable and since people come from all across the globe to jamaica how do you ensure that persons from timbuktu going through london to come to jamaica how do you make sure you get the fund and so it was a, a huge collaborative event between um, between the ministry or a minister, um, the people who were in the Jama- Jamaica tourist board at the time. We had lawyers, we had a lot of people, we had a lot of people, a lot of good thinkers, yes, good minds around the table. Together. And we had, this we, had one this, this. we didn't call it task force; it was just really a task force. And we thought through the entire thing. And eventually, we said, "Okay, we have to get IATA to call it the money for us." IATA is the international your transport yes. Associ- organization, yeah. association say, so, okay, get uh, to collect and then the local handlers in Jamaica, because there are some charters and so on who have local handlers, get them on board, get them to collect. And we decide so, okay, fine, what how will you move the thing? So we decide eventually we need to have this we need to have a code on your ticket. <laughs> right? H G code. Yes. And the H G code means that you have to collect the terms and fee. So we are part to purchase ticket, you 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 pay at source. Ah. And so it, it was quite a bit of thinking. A lot of a lot of press were involved. But we got it. And we got it right. And the Prime Minister of the Day said, if you can collect the money, you can keep it. <laughs> right? And so we said, Okay, we're gonna collect it and so we we're, we're allowed to establish this fund yes. that was managed by tourism, right? And we could therefore determine how the funds would be used for the enhancement And we began, we began to do so. Mm-hmm. But you know something what I discovered in all of that? We now had the money. We have the ideas. But it was so difficult to get big transformational projects, projects to happen. Yes. Why? Because tourism is, a, as Minister would say now, a series of moving parts yes. that come together. <laughs> and so we don't own the substantive assets as government yes you see to be able to command
0: so no and direct sector has and determine get involved
1: so many of for example land resources are owned by other government entities yes. not the Ministry of Tourism mm-hmm. so when you want to do development in Port Royal or in Falmouth or in Black River or in Spanish Town we don't own any anything of real estate in any of those places right and so maybe your partners your government partners maybe their development perspective is not yours it's, it's a little bit different yes, and the timing could and be the different. timing could be different True. and the focus could be different the priority could be different yes. and so it it's still even with the funds it was difficult to get some things done but we got what we have been working on this steadily yes. as you know we have gotten many 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 things done and we are thankful for all of that yes. and we're happy with our partners the funds are no no back in mm-hmm. central coffers yes, so but we off. still get our budget and we get our allocations and we make a request and um and the funds and you know. make the best of, and what, we best of we what, have. what we of what we of what we get out of um out of the the annual annual um budget. vote yes for our budget
0: and, and things are happening the, yes, we look yes, around yes. and we see so many different things happening and we're very happy for that yes just before we, we wrap up today, uh, do you have any pet peeves?
1: <laughs> oh dear, pet peeves. But well, my biggest pet peeve would, in fact, be <laughs> the limitations on tourism to get things done. <laughs> I, just, I just, <laughs> just mentioned, for example, yes. we, we, we don't always have the authority or control of the resources to make some big differences. Yes. But though, we are never short of ideas and so we we tackle those big things that we can tackle and we can bring to fruition yes. for example the pension scheme the tourism workers pension scheme yes
0: that was another you know
1: and the jct with all the training we are doing yeah. and the linkages program yes. you know and the many policies that we have done so we we you know we we
0: how do you eat an elephant they say one step one
1: at bite a time. at a time <laughs>
0: That's what you do, right?
1: Right. Sometimes we We take ten bites sometimes, you know, yes. and try to chew slowly. Sometimes we sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit difficult, but we don't. But we're we resilient, yes. and we are agile, and we think, and we work together, and we get a job done. Yes. Yeah. And
0: uh, Jamaica yeah. is better off for having that kind of tenacity in the tourism team.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Now you are a grandma. What do you like most about being a grandmother?:
1: Oh dear.: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have two grandchildren. One is four, and the other is two going on three.::
0: and they'll, they'll soon be directing your life.
1: They already they are already <laughs> they are. You know, <laughs> I think they keep you young, they keep you alert. they are just so smart. Children these days are very smart, I realize. you know. Just last night, if I can give you a story, just last night, my, my, my little granddaughter, she's two going on three. Yes. And so she's going to be going to school in September. Wow. A new school. And so my daughter went to get her school uniforms and stuff. And she got her new school shoes and new school bag and yes so son, forth and so on. ready. But she used to wear black shoes to school. No, she got a nice lunch kit and, and, and backpack with nice psychedelic, um, little, one of these cartoon characters on it, right? <laughs> it's a pretty bag and so on. And so we're trying on our shoes. And she got up. She went to her shoe stand. And she selected some sneakers with the same kind of psychedelic colors yes, on it. Yes, you want to match. And she came back and said, this match with my bag. I'm wearing this to school. Huh? And her, I'm a Kimbo. This is what I'm wearing to school. <laughs> no, she's not even three years old yet, okay? <laughs> so, so these kids, these kids, they keep you on their toes. Yes. They know what they want. They'll tell you. They're demanding.
0: Yes.
1: And they think. They're thinkers. You can't tell them anything to keep them quiet. It's a
0: different generation. It's a
1: different generation. (laughs) So I'm excited by them. I love them. They keep me young and alert and alive, and they're just fantastic.
0: Yes, I don't need to ask you the question, (laughs) what keeps you going, because you have already answered it. What advice Permanent Secretary Jennifer Griffith would you give to Jamaicans who are at home and perhaps across the the diaspora across the world in respect of investing in Jamaica's tourism industry at this time? We are doing well. There, there there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of opportunity. But what do you say to our Jamaicans? Those who are here listening in and those who are abroad listening into this program?
1: Tourism is here to stay. Tourism is resilient. And so it's a good sector in which to invest. People, you and I, the average man, is of a view that is a God-given right to travel, to experience, to explore new places, new things. Mm-hmm. And so people will always travel. Jamaica is a good destination. We are rich and vibrant. We have the mountains, we have the valleys, we have the beaches. We have our rich culture, heritage, sports, entertainment. Jamaica is so, is so well, well, well positioned for growth and development that, you know, you can't lose investing in Jamaica. Yes.
0: We're, buzzing. We're buzzing. We are
1: buzzing. And, and, <laughs> and, yeah, if you look around even now, somebody was saying to me yesterday the amount of bed and breakfast facilities that are around the country. And people seem to be doing well. Our tourism numbers are growing. And so and so, it's a great place to invest. Yes. Jamaica is a good, good, good place in which to invest. So we did not we encourage anybody. Yes.
0: And our five for five for five or five by five. By five, yes. yes. That's,
1: that's, that's coming yeah. along. Five million in five years and $5 billion. We're there. We're there. We're yes. there. We're there. We're yes. there. Yes. You know? Finally, P.S., why should
0: visitors who are listening into this podcast from several parts of the world. I know our minister is a chief marketer, <laughs> but yes, what would he you is. say to those persons in terms of just coming to Jamaica?
1: If you want your heart to be beating again, if you want a new lease on life, if you need to be rejuvenated in mind, body, and soul, if you want to get a bit of that airy feeling, then come to Jamaica. Jamaica is a place with attitude. Jamaica is vibes.
0: Jamaica is <laughs>
1: energy. Jamaica is fun. All right. Jamaica is warmth. Jamaica is beauty.
0: Yes.
1: Come to Jamaica.
0: All right. And we could end by saying, and feel all, all right. right. <laughs> My special guest today, Miss Jennifer Griffith, the Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Tourism here in Jamaica. It has been a pleasure. And I wish you many, many more years of success and I want to just commend you for the hard work and the focused work that you have been doing over these years in the Ministry of Tourism. Many, many blessings to you. Thank
1: you so much, marley
0: Join us again next time for another episode of Jamaica's Tourism Titans. All good? Thank you so much for listening to Jamaica's Tourism Titans. We welcome your feedback at letusknow at tpdeco.org. Leave us a comment, share, like, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at tpdecoja. I'm Marlene Stevenson Daly. See you soon.